0: Where does Monday night's unbelievable win rank in Jets history? We'll discuss today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. welcome this is the locked on jets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day it's wednesday september 13th 2023 and i'm your host john b from gang thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day subscribe to the show for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted if you're listening on the podcast source and enjoy the show please give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Well, in an, uh, on a week, unlike any other, we're going to do our mailbag full of listener questions. Each, we- each Wednesday, we try and do a mailbag episode on this podcast. Obviously, a lot of questions based on the way the Jets started their season. So much to get into today. Our first question comes from a listener named Jim, who writes, I cannot tell you that I was shocked by what happened with Aaron's injury. The idea that they could get a Hall of Fame quarterback, that he would transform into this wonderful, positive leader, spreading the good vibes all around this squad, and that the team would march their way to the Super Bowl was just p- too pure to behold. I know many others felt the same way. It was just too good to be true. My question, does this make us pessimists, realists, optimists? What does it make us? Well, Jim, I don't know what it makes you, but one thing I I would like to say is I encourage the fans to not get too down over this. I did a podcast last night. I did two episodes actually on Tuesday because we had to break down the game uh, and the original Tuesday podcast and then the news came yesterday that Aaron Rodgers was lost for the season. So we had that required a second podcast on Tuesday night. And on the Tuesday night show, what I said is essentially when you're a sports fan, it can be really tough, especially when you've rooted for a team that has not won a championship in decades. You get kind of get the mindset that things are always going to fall apart. You kind of kind of feel like you're contributing to the bad vibes around your team because You always feel like the other shoe is going to drop. And that's just no way to go through sports fandom. It does. You always feel like it's never going to change until it does. And eventually every team breaks through Boston Red Sox broke through in 2004. The Chicago Cubs did in 2016. A few months later, the Cleveland Cavaliers did Uh, Rangers won their Stanley cup in 1994. They had waited 54 years. Eventually every team breaks through. It takes the right mix of people it takes a little bit of luck. And listen, I think it's clear that the Jets, for all the bad management, is also, is also have also had a ridiculous amount of bad luck. The Aaron Rodgers injury was an Achilles injury. And while there's a lot we don't know about Achilles injuries, everything we do know suggests that that's really just come down to luck. And yeah, it was it was not a non-contact injury. It was a contact injury. It was a play the Jets did not run particularly effectively, but that's a play that most of the time, and by most of the time, I mean like over 99% of the time, not going to result in, in a serious injury. Just bad luck. And yeah, look, the Jets have had their share of bad luck. I don't think there's anything inherent, though, that has led the Jets to have bad luck. It's just random. And at some point, things are going to even out. And eventually, if you get the right people in place and you have the right luck, things will change. Don't think the Jets are destined to fail. Don't think the Jets are destined to be a bad franchise forever. And the other thing I'll say is, I've said this a couple times, if you're in every day, or you've listened to all these podcasts I've done this week, the Jets never win that game. I mean, when the when a guy goes down for the Jets, as important as Aaron Rodgers, they always find a way to lose the game. I mentioned this to the other day, Vinny Testaverdi, in that game in 1999, that opening game, when he, when he suffered his own Achilles injury, the Jets had an 11-point comeback in the second half, and then lost the game on the last second field goal. These Jets won the game. And I don't know what happens from here. I don't know whether that's going to be the type of thing that springs the Jets onto an unexpectedly great season, even without Aaron Rodgers. But you got to love the way the team responded. I, I, I don't think I've ever been prouder of a Jets team the way they performed in a game because they had every incentive to pack it in, to feel bad for themselves, to just be shocked at everything that happened because I'll tell you I was as low as could be in the first half of that game. I'm sure you were too. It'll happen for the Jets eventually. It will. I, I don't know when. I hope it's this year. I hope the Jets shock the world and do it all without Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is phenomenal. I mean, I, he played four snaps, but everything leading up to that. I mean. All the concerns I had about, you know, how would he fit in everything that happened in Green Bay, where I do think he still contributed to part of that, but he was great with the Jets. He loved to be here. He was a great influence on everybody. He was awesome. And it just, it's awful. It it makes you sick to your stomach when you lose him after on such a freak play. But that doesn't mean that things are necessarily going to last like this forever for the Jets. Um, You know the Red Sox are maybe the most famous example of a team that could not break through, and there was always the legend of the Curse of the Bambino, where they sold the greatest player in the history of the sport, Babe Ruth, to the Yankees, who became their arch rival, and the Yankees became the dominant team in baseball. And actually prior to the Red Sox selling Babe Ruth to the Yankees, the Red Sox were the dominant team in baseball, and then the Yankees become the dominant team in baseball after they buy Babe Ruth. The Red Sox actually sold him so that their owner could produce a Broadway play, and Red Sox don't win again, and they have, suffer all these terrible losses to the Yankees through the years, and it became known as the curse of the Bambino. Do I think the Red Sox were cursed? No, I don't think curses really do exist, but I do think what ha- what can happen sometimes. And you see this on a smaller scale sometimes with you know, the quarterback who can't win the big game. You hear things enough, it starts to get in your head. You know the Red Sox heard enough that the Yankees own them, and then in big games, it gets tight. And you start thinking about, it, and the players start pressing because they feel, oh my goodness, here we go again. And again, I think that happens with you know quarterbacks who get the label they can't win the big game. They get into a playoff game, and you know they go out to a ten point lead, and then the game tightens up, and the quarterback goes, oh my goodness, it's happening again. I'm going to have to hear about it. I think it, there's something to that, and to the furthest extent possible, I'd like to get rid of that mindset from this fan base. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because you, know, you talk about optimist, pessimist. And I think I've been called everything in the book. I think I've been called uh, somebody who's too optimistic. I think I've been called somebody who's too pessimistic. I just try and look at the situation and say what I think is going to happen. And sometimes what I think is going to happen is not so good. And sometimes what I think is going to happen is very good. And sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong on both ends. But I don't think that there's anything inherent to this franchise that means that the other shoe is always going to drop and i really would love for us to get out of that mindset because eventually it's going to work and i know it's it's a situation where especially when you've had this really rough stretch where you haven't made the playoffs since 2010 it feels like nothing's ever going to go right and then and then you have other franchises i like with the patriots during the brady era i'm sure their fans felt like nothing would ever go wrong for them but eventually things do even out Every bad run comes to an end. Every good run comes to an end. And part of it's just getting the right people in place. And the Jets have a really good young core on this team. Part of it's luck. Part of it's just injury luck. I mean, I've talked about that heading into the season, about how you needed the right injury luck. And unfortunately, after you know a preseason where the Jets suffered like no injuries and you felt really good heading into the season, the Jets had the worst injury luck you could have that first game. And that one really came down to luck. But... You know what? We'll, we'll move forward. And hey, this season's not over. I think it's one of those things that kind of got lost in the shuffle. The Jets beat a really good team without Aaron Rodgers on Monday night. That might be a sign that maybe this season's not such a lost cause. I just want to throw that out there. Now, had you on the Locked on Jets podcast, we'll continue this mailbag show. We're going to try and put Monday night's win into context. Where does it rank among the great Jets regular season victories? Well, that's what we'll discuss continuing this Wednesday mailbag edition of Locked on Jets. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we are going to provide you with players guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you are looking for a sweet matchup to exploit for a big game at wide receiver in week two, turn to the Chargers' Mike Williams. Williams was quiet and banged up in the run-heavy opener against the Miami Dolphins week one, but he draws a beautiful spot against a Titans secondary which struggled to handle any Saints receivers downfield, including Chris Olave. Look for Justin Herbert to hit on at least one big scoring play to Williams. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit. The same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts, for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen or first watch every day. And if you're new to the show, this is a daily podcast. We have new episodes Monday through Friday and then bonus episodes such as one we did last night about Aaron Rodgers being out for the season. But today we are focused on our weekly mailbag. Each Wednesday we try and do a mailbag show with listener questions. And our next question, John, where do you think Monday night's game stands next to the great all-time home games for the Jets, at least in the regular season? I can think of the Monday night miracle win over the Dolphins highlighted by jumbo elliott's tackle eligible touchdown the 2002 season finale blowout over the packers division clinching and pennington's coming of age the 09 season finale destroying the bengals sunday night football playoff berth clinched in rex's first year the 2011 season opener win over the cowboys the 2015 win over the patriots where belichick infamously deferred in overtime and the jets scored a touchdown any other big game i'm missing Monday night feels like the biggest, except for perhaps the Monday night miracle. But obviously it's still very fresh, and I don't know how objective we can be right now. I know these were pretty special at the time as well, and perhaps just have not aged well due to the lack of success the rest of those seasons. That's a great point. I think you can put these in different categories. So, like, is this going to be the most important win the Jets have had? Well, it's probably not, because you named some games where they clinched playoff spots. Uh, The 0-2 finale, which was... unbelievable day of football because the Jets began that day needing help in the early games. The Jets had a late afternoon game. The Jets were one of the four o'clock late afternoon games, but they needed help in the early games. And one of the things that they needed to happen was new England to beat Miami and the Patriots were, we actually had to root for the Patriots that day. And the Patriots were down by 11 with like four minutes left and came back to win that game in overtime. And the gate, the Jets game had actually started by that point. So the legend goes that at the stadium, People were like people had like, you know, walkman radios or they had like little portable TVs, and nobody was watching the Jets game. Everybody was watching the New England Miami game because unless New England won, that game meant nothing. And in the process, that you know, New England eventually won, which meant the Jets had a chance to win. The Jets were called for a holding penalty as New England won that game, and the crowd cheered <laughs> because everybody saw that New England had won. And then the Jets blew out Green Bay. And here's the best part: the Jets eliminated New England and Miami by doing that. So They paid the Patriots back by eliminating them from the playoffs and they also eliminated the Dolphins. That was a great game. Uh, Monday Night Miracle, I think, lives on in NFL lore. So if we're talking about games that will live on in NFL lore, I mean, that's got to be number one. If you're just talking about games that meant a lot, games that were just the wildest, I think Monday Night's game is going to rate pretty high because it's the only time I've ever left a Jets game feeling both exhilarated and devastated. And I think you had to feel both leaving that game because it was such a gutty win, such an amazing effort. That team, you can get really carried away by talking about cliches like this team showed heart and nine times out of 10, you know, I'm sure every team shows heart, but no te- nine times out of 10, the winning team showed no more heart than your typical winning team. The Jets showed me so much in that game, yet it was so devastating to see Aaron Rodgers go down. So maybe it was the most unique victory. Maybe it was the most unique game ever. And I do think a lot of this is going to depend on how we look back on this, how the rest of the season goes. Because if this is like the beginning of a big season for the Jets, and they make the playoffs and go on a little bit of a run. And by the way, again, I want to emphasize the Jets beat a really good team. And maybe it was only one game, but that looked like a Super Bowl caliber defense. And yeah, it makes break your heart, because what would the offense look like with Aaron Rodgers, the, with the Super, Super Bowl caliber defense on the other side of the ball. But if this is like the kind of win that like brings the team together, galvanizes everybody, you know, maybe we'll look back on that as the start of something special, but if not, then I, I still think it's going to have a special place in all of our hearts. I think it was just an amazing victory. Again, I don't think I can be objective about it right now because I, I'm still so emotional about that, but it was a heck of a game. So it's not going to go down as the most important one. that would be one of the playoff games or one of the games that clinched the playoffs It's not going to go down as the most memorable game in NFL history, or at least Jets history as far as the NFL goes, because the Monday Night Miracle, that one lives on forever. But for Jets fans, it's always going to have a special place in your heart. And maybe in in its own way, its uniqueness makes it number one. Our next question, Garrett Wilson mentioned to Scott Van Pelt that it was Zach Wilson who rallied the team at the half. Is Is his brand so damaged that we cannot recognize the maturity he displayed during the biggest game of his life? So the question is, is this brand so damaged that we cannot recognize the maturity? I don't know the we. I think Zach Wilson was thrown into a really tough situation Monday night, and it wasn't perfect, but I think you know he did what he needed to do. And if that's true, and I you know I had not heard that, I you know, I wasn't really focused on SportsCenter after the game, but if Zach Wilson was a big part of the rallying the team at halftime, that team played differently in the second half. And all the credit in the world to Zach Wilson. And here's hoping that it's like the first step to Zach Wilson turning this career around because listen, the Jets certainly could use that help. Our next question it's overreaction week. What's the bigger overreaction Rogers injury means that the season is over or we beat the bills without him. So we are contenders. And this is one of my favorite weeks of the year overreaction week, because we only have one game of data to look at. And one game is not really something that tells you a whole lot about an NFL team. I usually do a show called overreaction week. Usually I do it the Tuesday between week one and week two because there's not a lot going on. So I I take you through some potential overreactions and we discuss whether or not they're actually overreactions. Of course, this week with the Jets playing, this year with the Jets playing week one Monday night and Aaron Rodgers going down, we really did not have time to do an overreaction week show. But what's the bigger overreaction? Is it that the season's over because Rodgers is gone or is it that the Jets are contenders because they beat the Bills? And for me, the answer is pretty clear. The overreaction is that the season's over because Rodgers is gone because the Jets beat the Bills Jets won a big game without Rodgers. So that doesn't necessarily mean that the Jets are contenders, but I don't think you can rule it out at this point. It was a heck of a win. And I think we forget that this Jets team was rolling in the early stages of last season. Yeah, I know they faced a lot of backup quarterbacks, but they did have a win against Buffalo. And sometimes you get on like a little bit of a bad streak, which is what happened to the Jets near the end of the season. Maybe you have some issues in the locker room and, you know, things kind of fall apart. I think maybe we undersell the quality of the Jets team last year. That's a team that very easily could have been in the playoffs. That's a team that very easily could have made some noise. And listen, maybe they're contenders, maybe they're not. I think it's too early to say. I think saying that the season's over because Rodgers is gone. I mean, I can't get there right now. And maybe I would have had a different answer. If you had told me seven days ago that Rodgers would be lost for the season week one, maybe I'd have a different answer. But I got to see the Jets lose before I'm ready to say that the season's over. They just beat a really good team. They have beat the team that was favored over them even when we thought Rodgers was going to play the whole game. So Jets showed some, showed, showed some impressive stuff Monday. I'm not ready to write them out. Now head here on the Locked On Jets podcast. We'll close out this weekly mailbag show. We'll talk about what the future may hold for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's no longer an afterthought. We did not think he played much of a role this season. Now he's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the way. We'll talk about that a little bit more continuing this Wednesday Mailbag Locked On Jets episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Jets is brought to you by Jace Medical. Everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Testing skills on prize picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Prize picks is very simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And you can pick Saquon Barkley for more than 60 yards, Patrick Mahomes for more than two passing touchdowns, Justin Jefferson for less than 100 yards, or Lamar Jackson for more than one passing touchdown. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and code locked on NFL, one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for a first deposit match of up to $100 using Prize the best DFS site there is. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Wednesday. We're doing our weekly mailbag show. Our next question. To state the obvious, Zach Wilson is not a great pocket passer at this stage of his career. Other than rollouts, what adjustments do you think the Jets will make offensively to compensate for his weaknesses and thereby maintain a passing game? I think the formula is going to go back to what it was in 2022. I think that you're going to see a very conservative passing attack. I mean, look at what the Jets did on Monday night. Uh, They really tried to take the ball out of Zach Wilson's hands to the extent that they could. And Zach Wilson hit some important passes especially on the touchdown drive in the fourth quarter that tied the game one really important one to Garrett Wilson Um, I think they're going to try and simplify the game as much as they can for him they're not going to want to ask him to make a lot of complex reads they want this defense to go out there and win the game and when the defense plays well it allows you to be more conservative on on offense it means that you're not going to put your quarterback in as many situations where he has to make complex reads you also have Brees Hall in the mix so A lot of plays just going to be handing the ball to Brees. Jets, I think, will have one of the highest run to pass ratios in the league. They're going to run the ball an awful lot. Outside of that, I think you know you may try and simplify things. Now, the touchdown pass Zach had to Garrett Wilson, that was, I guess, they kind of called it a run pass option in the post game press conference. Essentially, it was a run play, but it had the option for the quarterback if he likes the matchup on the outside to go attack it. Zach said that you know he had Garrett Wilson one on one. He liked the matchup. Garrett Wilson kept saying, give me the ball. You know, Zach's throw wasn't great, but Garrett Wilson made an incredible play on it. So, you know, you'll see run-pass options. You'll see simple plays. You know, the Jets utilize the screen game a lot. I think they're going just going to try and keep him out as a complex read. So you do that through RPOs. You do that through screens. You do that by leaning on the run game and the defense. I think that this is not going to be a team that's necessarily going to go out and ask Zach Wilson to make a ton of plays. What they're going to want to do is, kind of go back to October of last year and ask him to hit a few timely passes. You don't you don't need to carry the team through the full game. Just hit a couple passes and let's you know let's get get the win through other sources. Next question, if Zach Wilson goes on an unprecedented run and the Jets win the Super Bowl this year, but Aaron Rodgers is ready to return next year, who starts a quarterback? Well, a lot of that depends on how Zach plays. I mean, if it's just Zach's kind of a game manager, they may go back to Rodgers. But if Zach goes out there and you know plays like an average to above average quarterback, he may keep the job and you know, I don't know what would happen with Rodgers, but Rogers has been a great guy, been a great team guy so far been very supportive of Zach. I don't know. He might go for it. I don't know what would happen with Rodgers at that point, whether he'd try and find a new team. I don't think he'd want to be the backup at the end of his career, but I can't see Rodgers having a problem with that just based on how great he's been during his whole time with the jets. So, I mean, listen, let's hope we have this problem. That's a really long way off, but hypothetically, if that's what you want to know, I mean, I, I think it depends on how good Zach is. Is it a case where the team is winning in spite of the quarterback where anybody could win? Or is it a case where Zach Wilson's, you know, at least a drive some something of a driving force? Next question Does Aaron Rodgers' placement on IR help the salary cap? Um, no. Salary cap is not impacted by a player going on injured injured reserve. Player counts just as much money. Also, remember, Rodgers does not cost that much against the cap this year. He's like 8.88 million dollars. They just like loaded up his cap number with eights. I think it's because Rodgers was wearing number eight. But no, the players on IR count just as much of the salary cap as they would if they were on the 53-man roster. And our last question, if you perform an onside kick at the start of overtime and recover the ball, can you just kick a field goal and win? Sean Payton asking for a friend. So that's the question. If, If you try an onside kick in overtime, does that count as a possession for the receiving team? Because as you may know, the regular season rules in overtime state that both teams get a possession unless the first team to receive the ball scores a touchdown. So if you try an onside kick, does that count as the receiving team getting a possession? And the NFL has been asked to interpret this through the years. And the answer that they've given is yes, you can try an onside kick. And if you do that, then you essentially can kick a field goal to win the game because the way the league views it is that the receiving team had a chance to possess the ball, which they, deem good enough so the answer to that the answer to your question is yes the nfl would consider a non-side kick the receiving team would have ha, would have essentially had possession already even if they wouldn't have they view it as a chance to have possession so you could try an onside kick and if you recover it then in overtime all you need is a field goal anyway that's all for today's episode this has been the locked on jets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day is our motto as always if you enjoy the show hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode If you enjoy the show and are listening on a podcast source, give it a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Hope you have a great day. And everybody, we'll be back next time to talk more Jets.